Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here it is, here it is, right now. Welcome. Prime time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut, shut your shame up. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rupp and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, hey, let's have a Wednesday. No Isaac, no Souk. It is still primetime, a best of edition, hosted by yours truly, Ryan Buckley, with you one more time before my holiday break begins. You'll be with Jordan Schultz tomorrow. The boys still in the vacation portal. They are uh, out until the new year, but I uh, got a fun one today. We're going to keep doing these kind of hybrid editions of the best of. We'll do a live in the news. We'll do a live hot five at five. We'll still get Big John in here as well, but uh, excited for some fun segments today. Um, can I interest you in Rop Beefcake? That's the name of one of the titles. Uh, yesterday we had Drink Fingers. Today we will follow that up with condiment fingers uh we also have let's see souk kicked off an airplane uh rop sex dungeon and the uh, great comedian bob saget so all of that coming up on today's best of prime time but we're going to kick things off with um a segment from some years ago that uh, includes the boys discussing both fashion and doing unsafe things in cars enjoy hey what it do what's up good fighting what are you doing ah you know just, doing? just sportsing. You, you know, guys? we're throwing the ball around like the boys. I got my hat on backwards. I feel young. I do kind of feel douchey now whenever I turn my hat around backwards. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm too old to be doing it. You probably are. Yeah. But I just, do it every once Yeah, in a while. once in a while it happens. And then because uh, it was like kind of bumping into the mic. And then I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I'm like, I should really stop that. Yeah. There's just certain things when you get into your 40s that you feel you feel uncomfortable doing. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of... Well, we're in our 40s. Yes. Okay. For those who don't know us, we're in our 40s. <laughs> yes. So we're very young <laughs> I was and dr- hip. I was dropping my son off at school last, uh, last weekend, and we were sitting there eating. <laughs> and he looks over at me and goes, oh, my God. And I went, what? And he goes, he goes, your beard is getting so white. And I was like, yeah, I'm old. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't really think about you like that. And I'm like, well, start thinking about it. I'm old. Like, thanks for the thanks so, for the tip. Things you don't see. So we're in our 40s, young, yeah. hip, hot, <laughs> yeah, sexy. Out with the, out with the kids. Cutting we're, we're edge. Clubbing. But. I'm on the tickety talks. Uh, when we hit 50 yeah. and north of 50, mm-hmm. which isn't too far down the road, one of the things you will, I, I mean, I don't think you ever see this. You will never see someone over 50 with a hat on backwards. You really probably. You just, you no, just won't. No. I was thinking maybe Mark Cuban. Can Griffey still go? Like, because he's. I don't even think he can. He's in his 50s. Like, does Griffey still wear the hat backwards? I don't I mean, think he does. He's the kid, but he he's... turned it around at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Did yeah, he? but that was like a. That it's was a, a bit. That was a bit. I don't think Ken Griffey Jr., the kid who's now like, what, 50, 
I don't know, 56. I doubt he's walking around to like his kid's game and with his hat on backwards. I just it's... Look, I'm just saying we're close to the t- you it's 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 borderline right now. Yeah. If you and I have a hat on backwards it's like mm. yeah. But it's borderline. Yeah. Couple years? <laughs> not borderline. Like don't do it. Yeah. Like you see certain, you know, you see things that are becoming trendy and you're like, "Well, that's every that's the way everyone's doing." It. You're like, "I can't do that." Like a lot of people now are going with like the like when you're wearing like a nicer outfit, like a suit, or you're wearing like dress pants, they go with like the high water dress pant and then like shoes with no socks. I can't do that. Like I, I went to a. Oh, wedding. you're talking about like the LeBron? Yeah, the, the LeBron Le- suit. The, the, well, Did he wear like shorts? Well, with- he wore shorts, but I'm saying like if you watch a lot of people now that are that are dressed up, they are going full like they they wear like the high waters. They're almost like the like like capris almost. And then they wear dress shoes, but with no socks. And I just... Uh, Not even like the booty socks that you can't see? Well, they're probably the booty socks you can't see, but they're wearing dress shoes with like high water Michael Jackson pants with no socks. I can't bring myself to do it. Like, it was just like, I, I like even though that's the trend, then at that point, I'm just the weird old guy trying to fit in. He just can't do it. Like you, and So you, you walk in this weird, delicate line between, I don't want to just go full dad mode and give up and wear, like, cargo shorts and bad golf polos. But at the same time, you really can't try to keep up with the, the full-on trends because then you just look like an old fool. So it's a, it's a delicate line. You really got to find that good, like, stylish old man balance as you age into your 40s and into your 50s. Yeah. Take sensible, uh, you, you know, sensible decisions. Yes. Like plain T-shirts. Yes. And, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, there's there's certain classics that won't go out of style because we all see like we all see guys that are older that are dressed well. And that is not by accident. There is some effort that goes in to dressing as you get older. And then, of course, there's my my favorite is where and I, I think where most old men fall into. It's like, hey, I bought this outfit in 1994 and it worked then and it still fits. So why would I ever change out of it? It's how you see like your dad wearing a suit from like 1976. He's like, why? It still fits. This Can I is just great. say that I think that I was watching uh, Thursday Night Football last night? Yeah. And um, Sorry. Kirk Herbstreet, I, he has a little bit of this going. Yeah, a little. I would like to call him out on this before anyone else. Okay. okay. Did you see what he was wearing last night? Can't say that I was paying much attention to it. Okay. When well, I got home, I turned it on. But... Start paying attention to what Herbie's wearing. Uh, he has not upgraded his... Uh, Dress wear? Yeah, in a while. In a while, since he started television. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've been paying attention to this. <laughs> and last night it was like, ooh. So uh, it's only going to get worse. My point is it's only going to get worse yeah. as he gets older. I don't know how old he is, but he's, he's not he's, changing. He's in his 50s. So you're saying Herbie's setting his way. You would think there, though, someone at or the he's net- cheap. Someone, at the- But he's not buying those. That's network clothing. I don't think so. No? I, I don't think so. I, I he's wearing the same stuff that he wears on game day, and it's all kind of out, it's starting to to morph into outdated, and mm. it's it's concerning me. And so is his hair. <laughs> yeah, so, the, the hair is a dude. The he, hair is a little bit of a struggle. He needs he, he's to on just the struggle bus. Go with the fact that he's aging. Maybe get some you know newer threads. I know he can afford it. They're yeah. paying him a gajillion dollars to yeah. do that. But some guy, you know, I totally get the guys that don't, you know, like they have all the money in the world and they just don't, they don't care. I yeah. get it. You don't think that way. But uh, it, it, when you're on TV, I think it's important. <laughs> and he just, 
Mm. It's I, regrettable. I look, I am not saying by any stretch of the imagination that I am a super fashionable person. Okay. I'm not rock we like rocking the, the Paris runway. But I do, I am conscious of especially as I get older, not wanting to turn into old dad. And I'm not taking any shots, but we all know the people and they're in our families, they're friends where you just you look at them and you know when they walk out the door, they just don't care. And for them, if they really don't care, God bless them. But I, life's too short for me to wear, to like walk out and be like, well, here's some free sweatpants that I got somewhere. And here's my attending to the fan golf tournament polo. I'll throw that on. And here's some mismatch, uh, like Nike running shoes. No, no. You got to look like you at least put some modicum of effort into it. Just some. All right. Well, I hope you're having a nice little Friday. It's Rop and Sue here. Yeah. Uh, Joey Harrington will be on today, 5.30. Bourbon Joey, hopefully. Yeah, what do we got? I think we've had, what, two weeks in a row of Bourbon Joey? Well, I I, I don't know. Last week he was certainly Bourbon Joey, and yeah. it was great. Yeah, bourbon And the jo- people loved it. Well, I mean, again. When Joey gets a couple bourbons in him, watch out. I'll stand by this statement. Find me an opportunity that you're out doing something where bourbon doesn't improve it. I mean, it just I'm not saying that you got to get sloshed or anything. You knock back one or two and you're feeling a little loose. That helps with the golf game, right? Helps in conversation. Maybe you get a little sleepy afterwards. It's good. Maybe not on a road trip. Yeah, that's probably not. That's not the best. You know, goes without saying. Hey, well, maybe you're in the back seat though, and uh, you know, you had it when you left the bar, and then you just take a little nappy and you wake up yeah. and you're done. The old road soda. Yeah, but that when, used to be a thing. <laughs> oh, you know, beer hooking. <laughs> it probably still is for some people. It, it's still. Remember when you used to ask Grandpa how far it is? Grandpa, how far is it? <laughs> Four beers. Still a thing. Can't still confirm a- it's still a thing. <laughs> still a thing. <laughs> On the way to Pullman, probably a lot of ducks going up. Probably a lot. Be uh, careful. With some road sodas. Uh, when I was in school, we used to do uh, the six-pack challenge uh, from Tri-Cities to Pullman. Obviously, the driver didn't, but you had two and a half hours to kill six tall boys of Bushlight, and you can't pee. Oh, wow. That's tough. It's hard. You know, yeah. there it's was doable. a day when, he, you know, he has you have to say these things, like, obviously, the driver didn't. There was a day and, when. And no driver did it That for didn't me. matter. I'm just saying. Yeah. Patrick, you're younger. There's a day, and it was in our lifetime, where yeah. that didn't matter. No, and it's it horrifying, yeah, but it's, it's true. It's bad. We used to, going out of Utah, we would road trip down a lot of different places. So we had buddies that, were, that we played with that were from Wyoming. Uh, Vegas was always a popular stop for us that was within driving distance. Maybe we'd go down to Colorado. and uh, Look, I, it's, it's a shameful thing, but you, we, would, we would play beer hooking where you would, <laughs> after you were good done drinking, you couldn't slow down the truck or wherever, and you just had to throw the you had to throw the can in the back, mm, and right. and that was and it, get it in there and get it in there and get it to stay in there. Yes, and you could you had to throw it over the top, right? You couldn't just like reach your arm back, and that's hence the it was the hook shot like out the window. And I mean, it's just so sad and pathetic that we would do that, but then you would count the beer cans in the back, and you would know who won. And yeah, it was it was a different time, and it was extremely stupid. And you know, thank God that no one got in trouble and thank God no one died. But yeah, there was a, I think we've come around to a little bit more mature way of thinking well, about those. Remember sorts of that things. we didn't used to have seatbelts. Like I remember my mom, yep. we had this old green. I don't even know what that thing was. She'll probably text me here in a second. <laughs> that thing was something else. And I'd be like, Hey, ma, we want to go to the baseball card shop. She'd be like, ah, that. And she would, reluctantly take us to the baseball card shop and i remember us like 
not there were no seat belts. No. If there were, I didn't know what they looked like. No. And you were just like bouncing back and forth with my friends from yep. the back seat to the front seat yep. and like we have housing. The and, two that I remember in Alaska, my dad She's like, Shut out My dad had the third row, like old nineteen seventy six suburban, the way, way back. And on trips around Alaska you would at least make four trips from the front seat to the way, way back. Yeah. Because that's where the cooler was, <laughs> and that's where the sleeping bags were. I mean, you were all over the map. Right. And then my favorite one, and this you can ask my brother. This is a true story. We had one car in, in when we lived in Oregon my, and then in, in Washington. It was a Dodge Omni 02 Ford. It was orange. And that was the only car that we had. And my brother, at 16 years old, went to take his driving test. They would not let him take it in the Dodge. It was unsafe. It had no rear view mirror. It had no seat belts. The e-brake didn't work. And best of all, it had no door handle on the passenger side. And the lady literally looked at my brother and was like, what? Like, we're not taking this out. And my brother was like, what are you talking about? We had no idea. It was just our car. Yeah. My brother. You didn't had, have any problems with it. Oh, I had no idea. You're fine. Yes. If you wanted to get in the passenger side of the 024, the driver would reach through, open the door for you, and away you go. Yeah. It didn't have seatbelts. We didn't, like, seatbelts. My brother had to go borrow a family friend's car to go take his driving test because mm. the Dodge mm. was viewed unsafe. Mm. And you know what my dad did when he got home and told him? My dad's like, whatever. It's like, hey, Dad, should we do something about that? He's like, nah. It's fine. We had that Dodge for like two more years. It's paid off. Yeah. It was bright orange. Let me tell you that I'm was not a, buying another car. Yeah, safety. Especially for you two numb nuts. You think there was an airbag? Safety. We didn't have seatbelts, let alone an airbag. Yeah. Wild times back in the day. Wild yeah, times. The way, way back. Now look at us. Yeah, All yeah. woke. <laughs> All right, well. Um, <laughs> said our seatbelt was our mom's arm. If you're lucky, yeah, yeah. That's right. Mom would put out the arm like, ah! <laughs> and then she, you know, like she'd have a close call and she would just, that's right. That's exactly right. And if you were riding bitch, which was the middle seat and someone slammed on their brakes, guess what? You're in yeah. the front seat now. Yeah. You're, you're into the dashboard. I think I remember a story. I'm going to have to get this story. But I think I remember a story of my brother falling out of the car. I, I do. I think I remember this. It, not at like a fast speed yeah, or anything. But and like the door opened. It's like, all right, see ya. Meet you at the card shop. Man, I've got memories of uh, unsafe car things as well. Like my brother deciding when we were the babysitter. Well, not deciding, first asking what that does. And that pointing to the emergency brake in the middle console. He proceeded to. Uh, wait for an answer. She said, don't touch that. And he said, but what is it? And she said, just don't touch it. And then he pulled it while we were on an off ramp. And uh, yeah, there was a burrito and some other Mexican food that was riding bitch in the back seat, like uh, Suk was just talking about. All that stuff flew directly forward, hit the inside of the windshield. Uh, luckily, no one was behind us, didn't cause any accident. But yeah, when you uh, pull an e-brake on an off-ramp going about 45 miles an hour, all the Mexican food flies and hits the windshield. Uh, coming up, uh, a live segment. we got to do a poll question. Uh, we're going to ask you to vote and vote hard. It is National Signing Day. Want to know um, some of your thoughts on uh, what would appeal to you as a recruit. Also going to hear some quotes from Dan Lanning about the class they've put together. Uh, kind of a coup, picking up a couple big five stars today that I'm not sure a lot of Duck fans were expecting. And uh, one quote from Dabo Swinney that if you were listening, uh, to the last hour of Danny and Dusty you may have already heard but needs to be revisited that's all coming up next on a best of edition although a live segment of primetime with Isaac Katsuk on 1080 The Fan okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to a best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Soup. Going to take a live segment here, though, to talk a little bit about National Signing Day, a big day for uh, college football fans. I know that not everyone follows every day of recruiting and all the visits in the process and the offers in the process and uh, and who has offers from where and what factors are being considered. But uh, today, somewhat significant as recruits can actually put pen to paper and um, decide where they're going to go. And more than just a verbal commitment, but something that's a little more binding than that. Um, it does feel like the commit word commitment has been, how do I put this, lost a little luster because... It feels like all all the big names and a lot of the, you know, four, three-star names make commitments and then take other trips, they take other visits, and they flip those commitments. Well, is it really a commitment if you're going to flip later? Why not just wait and say, I'm not sure yet? Um, I get that they're kids, they're teenagers, and they're they're learning. Uh, they're, they're trying to figure this whole thing out. And uh, at 17 or 18 years old, that's probably pretty tough. But uh, the Ducks having a very good day. I think they were going into today about 14th nationally in their recruiting class. Folks uh, who saw them lose Dante Moore, the crown jewel of the class, a five-star quarterback, saw him going to UCLA. But the Ducks with two big-time pickups today in two five-star recruits, Peyton Peyton Bowen, excuse me, is the 
13th overall player in the entire class. He's a five-star safety, had been committed to Notre Dame. He flips to the Ducks. The Ducks also secure a commitment from Mateo Uyunglele, who is the brother of DJ Uyunglele, the former Clemson quarterback, now in the transfer portal. Now, that was a huge coup. He is an edge, uh, a five-star edge rusher and going to make an immediate impact on the defensive line and pressuring the opposing quarterback. The other thing, too, that folks were worried about because of the fact that Dante Moore wasn't coming in, would there be a quarterback that the Ducks would be able to pick up or flip at the last minute? And they did that, too. They got a four-star quarterback named Austin Novosad, and uh, Dan Lanning talked about uh, the quarterback they picked up earlier today. Yeah, no, I uh, absolutely uh he has the ability to put, place the ball. I think if you watch his film, you're going to see some really accurate throws and challenging throws. You know, a lot of quarterbacks might be able to throw a deep ball and throw, you know, some quick game throws. One thing that shows up consistently with Austin is his ability to throw intermediate routes really accurately. I think that's hard to do in football. And then the more you're around him, you realize his intelligence and his desire to be great. Um, this is a guy that's really hungry and uh, I think really excited to have some great weapons around him. So um, his family, I just kind of fell in love with. And just the more I got to be around Austin, I realized that we were wired a similar way. And his relationship with Will, I think, is is obviously something that we really wanted to tap into and were able to utilize down the stretch. So good things there on a future signal caller. Obviously, the Ducks feeling like they're in good hands with Bo Nix coming back. That's really the biggest thing, right, is that you have that position secure, knowing that you have a guy who is a Heisman candidate coming back and being part of the program again next year, or program, I should say. Another thing that's going to be a, a large factor, and we've seen a few Alabama players come in via the transfer portal for Oregon. We've seen a couple of Oregon players leave and, and stay within the conference, but um, Dan Lanning was asked specifically about the transfer portal as well. And the impact that that has on, on this time of year and building a roster. I think communication is key in any program. Um, I think there's, there's probably a lot more conversations that happen. Um, and, and we're really open to conversations. You know, we want guys to do what's best for them. And in this day and age, uh, you can't hold grudges. You can't get upset with guys. You, you you want people to be in an opportunity that they're happy about. And ultimately, I think we have a you know healthy locker room. We have you know great continuity um, because we're able to be really open. And some guys are going to be the perfect fit for here, and some guys aren't. And they're, and that's going to happen. That's college football right now. Um, but I'm I'm certainly excited about the health of those conversations in our locker room. The fact that you're able to walk in the door and talk to us about uh, tough decisions that's going to happen. You know, and that's that's going to be common and. I wish nothing but the best for the people that are part of our program or, uh, you know, people that are moving on. So I think Dan Lanning's pretty genuine and honest in those regards. But the other thing that is uh, now a huge factor in recruiting that wasn't before and, and has kind of made this the Wild West and new landscape that uh, I don't think anyone is really sure how to navigate just yet is the actual uh, NIL element of it and how that impacts recruiting. We obviously heard last year about the huge blow up with Texas A&M and all the money that they spent and, and Nick Saban sniping at Jimbo and Jimbo sniping back and Ohio State saying they can't afford to keep up with the Joneses. And no one really knows because it's all run by these collectives. And so the, the information that's out there about who's being offered, what not necessarily always going through the coaches because they're not the ones offering the money. It's all very murky. It's all very complicated, but it's a huge part of what's going on now. And so Dan Lanning was asked about NIL and recruiting. And here's what he had to say about that. Well, I think it's, it's great to be in a place where you can be innovative and ahead of the curve. But I think anybody that really knows college football right now knows there's a lot more to uh, recruiting than NIL. Um, nobody picks the place just because of, 
those factors, certainly some of those factors matter. And you want to be in a place where you can build a brand. I don't think there's anywhere in the nation that's better than Oregon when it comes to that uh, and being able to build a brand for yourself as a player. But it, it goes back to relationships and the guys that we've been able to, you know, pull um, and get on our team here. That's because of relationships. That's because of long term relationships. Um, and I think any any of them would tell you that same thing. These guys are picking places based on what's the best opportunity for them. Um, and that's that's what we continue to look for is who can make us better and how can we make them better. And that's interesting because it, he's kind of downplaying the NIL money aspect of this. And I know that uh, Eric Scopel was on one of our other fan programs uh, last week and was saying that he hasn't really heard about Oregon or other programs offering tons of money. He's not sure how prevalent that really is. And and yes, there's money out there. You know, you hear about the Drake Mays who are being offered 5 million bucks by multiple programs. That probably does happen with a player like that who is a Heisman candidate himself. But I don't know how much money there actually is floating around for these recruits. I don't think coaches want to say, well, yeah, we got deep pockets. Of course we're making this happen. They want to beat the drum on culture. It's important. Oregon is innovative. He's right about that. And they have to be selling the culture that the players are going to be a part of. But I, I do wonder how big of a factor the, the NIL money is. And then there was another coach who was asked about NIL. And if you were listening last hour with Danny and Dusty, then you heard this sound bite. But uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't play it here because I know Souk would have a field day with it. And uh, that would be one Dabo Swinney who said that he, uh, he would hang him up and walk away from the game when players started getting paid. Well, he certainly hasn't done that. He's still earning a healthy paycheck uh, near $10 million bucks a year. And uh, when he was asked about NIL and building Clemson, this is what Dabo had to say. Thinking through it, and I honestly, I mean, for me, we, we built this program on NIL. We really did. And, and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. And that's how I look at it. Oh boy. Okay. There there's there is too much to unpack here. I would actually love to leave some meat on the bone there for Isaac and Souk when they come back. Uh, as Danny referenced last uh when they played this, uh he's a Christian. I'm a believer too, and that is uh I, I just I don't think that you should be connecting those two things. This while he's standing in front of a, a lending tree logo. It's just I feel like the uh, the money that he makes, the money uh, surrounding the, the the sport. I had no problems with you being a man of faith and uh, and, and and being one who wants to share that with people. But I, I to say that the entire football program is is built on God's name, image, and likeness is um is quite the leap to make. Anyhow, we have some uh, best of segments to get to here on uh, Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Coming up next hour, or excuse me, in uh, the rest of this hour, we have a couple segments pertaining to each of your co-hosts. First one is Isaac Ropp and the infamous beefcake photo. And then we also have Souk getting kicked off a plane. Those are both coming up this hour as well as some great interviews after that. You're listening to a best of edition of Primetime on 1080 The Fan. It's now time for Sports Center. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back to primetime. It is time for a uh, best of segment, and uh, this one from a time not unlike right now when the guys are on vacation, although Suk was here, Rop was not, and uh, Rop was traveling the globe, and there was a photo that surfaced. Uh, this is the infamous beefcake photo and the discussion about that photo here on primetime. Welcome back in. Suk's a hazard edition of uh, primetime here. Rop. In Italy, posting beefcake shots. We didn't get to this with all the Carmageddon talk. Right. But how about that? If you're not following Rob on on Twitter, I think it's just at IROP, if I'm not mistaken. It is. I-R-O-P-P. He's on Instagram, too. I don't remember what his Instagram. I think it might be IROP on Instagram, Yeah, you can can find it, though. But at least uh, look at at him on on Twitter. How about the fact that we we know Rob is, is enjoying his Italian vacation? Yes. But we didn't think he was enjoying it to this length. I woke up this morning to see Rob posting. There's really no other way to say it. Semi-nude beefcake photos of one Isaac Rob. It's beefcake photos wearing a fedora and not much else. No. Yes. And and not like a big, like kind of like Frank fedora, like a Judge Smales fedora. (laughs) But it looks good on him. Yeah. And the chest meat. Does the salt and pepper oh, shake out there for the world to see? Yeah. Now let's play the new fun game of how many times did Rob take that photo Multiple. before he found one? Multiple. Where it looked okay. You have to. Yeah. If you're going to go shirtless to the world. Yes. Right. And Rob's, Rob's not in bad shape. And, and, you know, he's not a swimsuit model, but he's not in bad shape. But if you're going to go yeah. shirtless to the world, to the and world. that's essentially what he's doing. Yes. Like Sprague goes shirtless to the world, but he loves it. Yes. Like Sprague weighs like 110 pounds. Sprague's and he, in shape. He looks for reasons to go shirtless. Absolutely. If you are Rop and you're going beefcake from Italy, yeah. shirtless to the world, yeah. unless he just got caught up in the whole Italian lifestyle. Wearing a fedora, <laughs> by the way. Let's not forget beefcake shirtless fedora sunglasses on the bow of a gall darn boat. What? I think... I jacked think he had- Officer Potter ducking behind him so that his body is not seen in the picture. Yes. No, it's all Rob. Hat on backwards. Although Potter's got like a weird like arm flex. He's doing the anybody know which way to the beach? Yeah. Potter's flexing. Yeah, Potter's giving it a tricep flex. Yeah. And he's showing off the weird shoulder tat. And Rob is sucking it in. Rob, <laughs> I'm saying right now that that photo. I guarantee you he went over that with a fine-tooth comb before you hit post. You have to. Yeah. You can't take the chance. No. You cannot take the chance. <laughs> and yet there it is. And it's, like you said, it's beefcake. So if, you, if you're if you missing the uh, golden radio tones of IROP yeah. and you want to check him out, go to his Twitter feed today yeah. and you can check out some Italian shirtless beefcake. Yeah, you won't get the golden tones, but you'll get the silver chest meat yes. of one Isaac Rob coming right at you from the bow of a ship. I have to believe you, you there's think, more coming. Do you think him and Potter did a Titanic thing off the bow of that? I'd like to believe that's exactly <laughs> what they did. Now, is Potter 
in front or behind? On the Titanic? Yeah. Is, is, oh, Rob's got to lead the way. Rob's Kate Winslet. He's yeah. doing the. Yeah. Deca- <laughs> Potter's DiCaprio in that duo. <laughs> they're, they're, that's 100%. Potter's DiCaprio. And uh, and Rob's leading the charge. Yeah. On that. Rob's king of the world. I'll tell you what, that made my whole day, though. Yes. When I saw a new batch of photos, I was like, hey, look at the hey now. What, is, what is going on here? And it snuck in there. There's like a series of photos. It's yeah. not the first one. You but, build up to it. And then he like gets you with the emerald. Like he threw some Cajun spice at you. You were, bam! You weren't even ready for it. <laughs> no. Some Guy Fieri stuff just coming at you. You know it's good when the fedora is the least thing you notice in the photo. I know. Believe me, it took me a while to be like, wait a minute. Is he... Is he wearing a fedora? Yes, he is. And that's a fedora that he bought there. Totally. He didn't bring that. He didn't bring that. The question remains, does he bring that back to the mainland? Does he have the intestinal fortitude, the macho man Randy Savage, to wear the fedora into the studio? Well, we are talking about a man that brought the ascot back. That's true. So I think he I think not only is he capable, he's willing to. I think the fedora is coming back, and I, for one, will tune in on his first show back because I demand the fedora be talked about and the beefcake be talked about. You and, can't let that go away. No, and he needs to be honest about how many photos were taken and how long it took him to make sure that was the right one. Because I'm going multiple. I'm going minimum seven photos. Yes, and that that was a good ten to fifteen minute pour over before that photo was chosen, and and. Filtered, Snapchat filtered, whatever, cleaned up, make sure all the edges are in the right spot. There's a filter on before there. Before he sent that out. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a warm sunshine filter on there. And all you need to know is this. So they're there. It's it's Rob and his wife, and then the officer's Potter. Um, who if, if you listen to the the program, that's like Rob's go to power couple now. Right. Both uh, officers of the law. Great people. Yeah. Love the Potters. The two uh ladies, the lovely ladies, Mrs. Potter, and Mrs. Rob. Less skinned yes. in the photos yes. than the guys. They're wearing a very sensible and very fashionable, like a like a wrap. Yes. Like, you a know, like smock of some kind. Right, you're out you on a boat. So they're avoiding probably, the sunburn. Yes. Right. You're out on a boat. You're being responsible. You probably have a bathing suit on, and yet you have a tasteful smock of some kind. Uh, not Rop. No. No. Rop's just out there for the world to see. Letting it all hang out. And it's out there. It is. And you know what? It's glorious. And uh, here it is. P1 Dustin's in. It's a bold move by Rop, but I respect it. I too. Absolutely. I do respect the move. Yeah. And you know, quite frankly, it, it shocked me a little bit. I was not prepared because Rop is not a shirt off sort of guy. Potter, on the other hand, I, I figured he'd be shirtless before he landed. He might have been on the plane. I thought there's a chance. What is it like uh, 68 in here? It's a little warm. My yeah. shirt's chafing me. <laughs> Better take this thing off right now. Shirt was off before he got to gate C5. Yeah, Potter's looking for reasons to uh, to gear down. Rob, not so much. Didn't see that one coming. All right, so basically I blew the entire segment there. I think it was worth it. It needed the to be The people needed to know. Look, you can't, if I posted a shirtless photo of me I'd wearing talk about a fedora, it. I'd talk about it. you're going to spend a segment. Yep. You can't just brush that off. Nope. You can't send that out to the interwebs and not have it talked about. Nope, that will live forever. Yes. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere there is a sheriff's deputy giving a presentation at a school uh, to kids about how stuff you put out on the internet lives forever, yes. and this will be in the slideshow. <laughs> so here's the question. Who will get more crap? Rob working at the radio station or Potter from his fellow police officers? Ooh, that's a great question. I got to think the boys in blue are going to eat that up. I would think so. In fact, and he's an officer in Beaverton, right? Yes. In fact, I'm I'm saying right now, if you're an officer in Beaverton 
and that picture isn't all over his locker mm-hmm. and the precinct when he gets back from this trip, yeah. you guys have let us down. <laughs> and I'm pro-officer of the law. Yeah. Couldn't be more pro-officer. Have a lot of friends that are cops. Uh, couldn't be more supportive. But I'll just tell you this right now. <laughs> if that picture of Potter isn't all over the precinct in Beaverton, you have let that fine city down. And I'm telling you, go to Twitter, at IROP. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's just... No, it'll live forever. It's glorious. Yeah, apparently the follow-up to that is that that picture was plastered all over Officer Potter's station and his locker, and he didn't hear the end of it for quite some time. All right, we're going to keep things rolling here on this best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Coming up next, we flip the tables, and it's Souk who's on the hot seat, this time after getting kicked off of a plane. Yeah, that's next. Welcome back to a best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. The boys in the transfer or vacation portal, if you will. They'll be back in the new year, but right now... We are uh, playing some old segments that uh, are roasting the two of them. So we just heard about Rop's beefcake photo from his vacation with the officer's potter. Uh, now we're going to go back and listen to a time that uh, Souk had a bit of a vacation d- derailed. Uh, he was blackballed. I've seen the notes on this and heard the intro to it, but uh, we're going to be hearing it together uh, for the first time. This is uh, Souk blackballed. All right, uh, so... Okay, well, now it's awkward because we only have a couple minutes, but can yeah. you explain the scenario where you were kicked off? Uh, oh, yeah. You, you've yeah. been blackballed? Yeah, I've been by I've been, whom? I've been blackballed by the University of Washington. Why? The Huskies have blackballed me. The Huskies me. are not even. No. I thought you said local, like down here. Well, Northwest, Pacific Northwest. Okay, I, what been, did you do? Didn't you go up to the game recently? No, no, well. Oh, no, you went to the. You were at the Oregon Washington game? No. So here's what was, here's the, what was happening. So I have a buddy of mine. Mike, do you know what this is all about? I do. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So I have a buddy of mine who is like a UW booster. Yeah. And uh, I know him. Yeah. You know him. Great guy. One of my. He's all right. Yeah. Love him to death. You just say he's all right. I love the guy. He's like a brother to me. So he gets to go as kind of one of these booster things twice a year. He gets to fly on the UW plane mm-hmm. and you get to go to, you get to go to an away game. Now, so you, what level of booster ship do you have to get to get that? Uh, I think like it's a, a lot. I think it's a mid level. Not kinda, bad. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's, it's a, it's a mid level. Can we go thing. ballpark on this or? Well, see, we're going to piss someone off. He's part of the, they call it the dog dealers. So he provides cars to some coaches. Never players though. No. No, right. That is right out. Right. Although I hope one day that uh, that that happens, but no, <laughs> everything's on the up and up. They just he gives uh, he gives some cars to coaches and they're able to use them and it's right. pretty standard. Never cars. players, right? Every, never players. Right. So he does that and so he gets to go on a couple of uh, flights and you get to bring a guest. Cool. Well, he took his wife to UCLA mm-hmm. and I was going to Cal with him. And, Cal, okay. Yeah, we're going to go down to Cal. And so we do this every year. We go on some kind of trip. Like, he's the guy kayaked or, or kayak the Colorado River with. We went to the Indy 500. He brought his wine jugs. Yeah, he brought his wine jugs. I love that, man. Yeah. So this I, is the, he's going up my power rankings. We kayaked uh. the Colorado River, 110 degree heat. He did not drink an ounce of water. Yes. Just wine jugs. Yes. Yes, that's that's this man. Badass. And I, I love him dearly. And so this year, we were, he was like, hey, come with me on the, the dog trip. And I was like, awesome, let's do this. So even at Pac-12 Media Day, I ran into the one of the SIDs up there at UW mm-hmm. and even said, hey, I'm coming on the plane this year. I'm going to cause problems. Like joking around with him. He's like, oh, Lord. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting drunk and I'm coming after you. Oh, boy. So we were they jo- have free drinks on there? Yeah. 
So really? we were, yeah, so we were joking around, having a good old time. There was uh, your first mistake, <laughs> making jokes about causing mayhem. No, I mean I grew up with the guy, so we're like I, I know him well, and so this you was like not this like was not any kind of secret that that I was going on the plane, okay. right? It was it was a well known thing. Mm-hmm. He had told multiple people, you know that that hey, my buddy's in radio, he's going with, it's going to be a fun time. Well, we were going to go up to the Colorado game this week. So we we're going to do Colorado this week, and then we were going to go to, to Cal next week. So I applied for media. Wait, I thought he only got two. No, no, we were just oh, going to go, go. We were just going to go okay. up, right? He's got right. season tickets. So we were going to go up. So I applied for media credentials up there mm. and was going to go up. Boy, and, first time for everything. Yeah, go figure. When's the last time you applied for a media credential <laughs> to anything? Uh, yeah, it hadn't happened in a while. So we're going to go up, but we do that whenever we go up. Go down. You can go down to the field before and after the game. Go into the press box. Grab yourself a hot dog. Fun times. Got the email today. Actually, two emails. One forwarded mm. from my buddy, one from mm. UW. I picture office space. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Media credential for Colorado. Denied. Me going on the airplane to Cal. Denied. Denied. Why? Uh, apparently, what did you do? Nothing. Apparently they will not let the likes of me. Apparently my media status will prevent me oh. from, uh, being on the, uh, being on the plane. Well, but you're not media status because you didn't get a media credential. Right. No. If that was the case, wouldn't they have given you the media credential? You're, there's something you're not telling us. <laughs> no. What is going on? This is 100%. I like at, at some point. So the, you don't know why? No. I just, I, I think it's, they said that they're afraid that like I could, like spill, I don't know, some sort of jet age secret from the airplane. Like I could give out like injury reports, like I'm some sort of, uh, I don't know, like a spy for Cal. Maybe because I'm friends with Wilcox. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're home of the Ducks. But someone up there got wind that I was going to be on that airplane Ooh. and I was going to be at that game. And they were like, no. It's not, definitely Chris Peterson. Not happening. <laughs> so they know, yeah, the I'd home like, of the Ducks thing, that's, that, that, that's you're on to something there. Yeah. I'd like to believe that Chris Peterson has blackballed me personally. <laughs> so nothing happened? No. Okay, so you, 100% But somebody nothing. knows you because yes. it's it's specific to you. Yes. Plenty of people up there know me. So at some, like I have. Maybe it's Heward. Do you think it's Heward? I'd like, I'd like to believe that there's something nefarious. I'd like to believe that Brock got a window. He's like, what? This guy? No. He thinks you're coming for his job. <laughs> it's like, who's, this- the, who's the Huskies uh, um, radio color guy? Who would that be? That well, guy's, is it like. Uh, it might be the other Heward. It might be Damien Heward. Damon? Yeah, Damon. What did I say? Well, you said Damien. No, no, Damon. It's not the devil. No. Well, he's not Lillard. Lillard's not the devil. Why do you got to be the devil to be no, named no, no, Dame? No, you don't understand. It's Dame. Ah, uh, Dame. Lillard, Lillard time. We're tight. Yeah. All right. Well, that sucks for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've literally been blackballed mm-hmm. from the UW football program. Well, guess your couch is getting a lot of run this uh, this next two weekends. Well, look, I figured it was a matter of time before a program blackballed me, but I kind of assumed it would be like Oregon or Oregon State. I thought it would be BYU. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the odds of it being Washington that you know, blackballed me? I have a sneaky culprit. I think that's underrated. I have a sneaky culprit. What do you got? My theory is it's your buddy. <laughs> and here's why. He's like, you know what? I should invite Jason up on one of these. Yeah. Hopefully he can't come. But if he can, what I'll do is I'll just t- tell him that somebody at UW doesn't want him on the flight <laughs> and he can't come. Then I look great because I invited him. And then I make somebody else the uh, the villain. Interesting. I think that's what it is. It's like a game of Clue. Well, we did play the softy audio. 
yesterday. Yes. We were making fun of him. But they don't. he's not affiliated with the universities no. in any capacity, is No, he? but could he tip someone off? But right. he did take a smiling picture with Chris Peterson at the press conference the other yeah. day. Could he have gotten to Chris Peterson and been like, hey, by I the way. I do that all the time when I'm at press conferences. <laughs> I know. You take selfies with Chris Peterson? Me and GM bro. Yeah. Bro. You and Neil. Well, I'm sorry that happened. That sucks. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. I woke up this morning. Are you going to make them public enemy number one now? No, no, I'm, I'm okay with That's it. That's still Camus. We need to get to the bottom of this. Well, it's still Camus football, but yeah. I, I just like to think that, uh, you know, I'd like to think that there was some sort of high-level discussion that Chris Peterson had to take a minute of his time today to specifically address me being on the airplane. So they're scanning through the list like real fast. Like, okay, here, here's the here's the piece of paper that has all the people that are coming. And Peterson's like, okay. Wait, what? what? No. <laughs> Highlighted. Not, not happening. Denied. Sent yes. Sent down the chain of command. The best is the email that got forwarded on from my buddy. He said that... Uh, that they, there was an issue and that he should reconsider his invited guest. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, nice. Do you think it's just our general show? That's Do you a think real, that's what it is? That's a real possibility, too. Is That, that someone, makes me sad. That someone tuned in and was like, really? No butthurt? <laughs> this? This? No. We're not letting huh. this on. All right. Well, screw them. Yeah. Well, I never really consider us a member of the media, but apparently... Uh, we loosely are. Yeah, I guess, kind of. To them, we are. Yeah. Well, apparently we're not allowed on the plane. Now, the question is, like, if you... Well, well no, we you, to, you are not. Well, I, this this is has what, not happened to me. This is what needs to happen, is my buddy now needs to change it to you. Instead and of inviting happens. me, invite you. They'll and, roll out the red carpet. <laughs> all of a sudden... They'll be like, oh. Yeah, people are high-fiving you, hooking you up with some husky gear. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Would a member of the media play this? Good point. Good That's point. what I tried to tell him. Believe me, I think my buddy made an impassioned plea of, dude, he's not really the media. Would a member of the media say this? Anybody want to milk me? So they want, yeah, so, okay. So one theory is that it's just, you're you're too cl- you're a media member, I'm you're from the duck member. station, and yeah. it's like, ah, yeah, you can't yeah. Let it. What if something happens? Nefarious the- stuff happens on that plane. We're yeah, not letting him on If something there. happened on the plane, I could, get, right. I could get wind of it. So that is Sook's uh, blackballed story. I guess never really got kicked off the plane. I, I was thinking it was going to be something more nefarious than that, but uh, the the connection, an interesting one, and I wonder if we've ever gotten to the bottom of it. I don't believe that we have. Coming up on this best of edition next hour, some NFL talk as it is. We typically do an NFL hump day roundup. I will make sure we still have NFL content in the first half hour of the 4 o'clock hour. That'll include a Ricky Williams interview as well as some NFL overtime proposals. We heard a debate over the um, coin toss earlier in the week, and now we will hear their proposals for OT as well as some airline complaints. That's next hour. We'll also get into Souk wanting to be friends with raccoons, condiment fingers, Rop Sex Dungeon, and Bob Saget. That's all ahead on this edition of Best of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.